Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Eric Angel. Eric Angel, how the hell are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on. And it sounds like you got a big old a comedy charity event, Comedy for Peace, coming up on July 23rd. That's true. You know, I started this uh, a Comedy for Peace project uh, last March 2019, and uh, it was a big success. And we started to travel in America. And we had a West Coast tour in February and two shows in Canada. And I had so many plans. And, uh, you know, then Mr. COVID-19 arrived and uh, all my plans became, <laughs> became dust. And that was a big bummer. And then we thought, me and my wife, Julia, that why not to do something nice? You know, if we are still we are stuck in a room, in our room, so why not to do something nice uh, with the project? And uh, we connected... Uh, um, a very uh, nice organization in New York City called Feed the, the Front Lines. Okay. They are basically sending meals to, uh, to um, nurses in hospitals and all kinds of uh, poor uh, um, uh, neighborhoods and people that need urgent help. And we, we decided to do this charity event online, July 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be very diverse with Muslim and Jewish and Indian and, uh, and the Christian comedians. It's going to be a wonderful evening with really great people. And so are you, they're not going to be necessarily kind of being funny about religion, but you got quality comics who just so happen to come from Jewish, Muslim and uh, Christian backgrounds. Yes, but part of the charm of, of this project that the, the comedians, because it's this uh, project, so they, they do bring, uh, you know, also stuff from their backgrounds, from from the, the life. Some of them are kids of immigrants. Some of them uh, grew up here, uh, you know, like as Muslim in, in Dallas or all kind of different experience. And it's really nice to to, to to hear and to laugh because in the end you you understand that the Jewish mother and the Egyptian mother and the you know the basically it's the same mother. So yeah. And, so many similarities and we're laughing about each other, we're laughing about ourselves, but it's a very kind way and it's not mean, it's not about politics and it's just to show that everything is okay, we can just, you know, stand there in one, on one stage or in one Zoom together these days and just have fun, you know, this is the main target. Yeah, and I think I think you you were able to get done your March 11th show in Montreal, Canada, and I see on your bill you had a former guest Khalid Rahman, so that must have been a fun time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Khalid uh, traveled with me to California for five nights and for uh, and uh, two nights to Canada, and he's still part of the program. He won't be in July 23rd, but he's of course part of this part of this program. This program started, by the way, the Jews and Muslim evening only. Yeah, and because that was my dream, <coughs> but now uh, it, it's just fun for me to to make it a real interfaith uh, show because I think also people like to see us all together and uh, to see also kind of different people from all around the world and ethnicity and there. Uh, but I think it's making a very uh, 
interesting show and it's also very funny because I'm bringing great comedians to work with me. Oh yeah, with some substantial TV credits. So that's nice to see. And I'm, I'm glad you finally added Christians. As a Christian, it's so nice that you <laughs> added Christians. And, and how was your dream kind of to bring together Jewish and Muslim uh, people? Kind of why, why, you know, what was your passion to do that? You know, because I, uh, I work, I grew, I'm born and raised in, in Israel. And uh, in Israel, always there is, uh, you know, this conflict. Uh, but basically the conflict, it's more between the government and the religious. Because yeah. everywhere I'm going in Israel and also in the world, if I, it was in the World Cup uh, in Russia, or I've been many times in Sinai, in Egypt, or everywhere I'm going in the world, when I meet or met uh, a Muslim guy, always it was uh, maybe in a flight, always friendly, we're talking, we are, uh, you know, sharing things, everything is very warm. And uh, for years I had this thought in, in my, my, my head, in my heart, why not to, to do something like that? Because we are, you know, in the human human being connection, we are we are the same, and we don't have any any desire to fight or to to to, to harm each other. Yeah. And uh, so, and then one day I said, yeah, why I won't do it? After I, I came to New York and I started to do comedy, and I met here Muslim comedians, and I start to ask them, and they said, yes, we'd love to do it. We'd love to do something like that. So. I just found a way, and we had our first night uh, last March, as I said, and it was a big success. People liked it so much, so I just had the, they gave me a lot of energy to, to continue. Good. That early success can help with a lot of energy. Energy, and it sounds like I love your I love your point that once the government gets involved, that's when the conflict gets involved. It's like if there was no government whatsoever, I think we'd all get along basically fine and probably better than we do now. And so it's cool. Definitely. You kind of you're, you're doing that in the arts and entertainment. You're doing that in the comedy space. So pretty much, I mean, it's just going to go like gangbusters because you know they're going to see you guys just being hilarious, like hilarious in exactly the same way, even though you guys have totally different backgrounds. Definitely, this is the this is the idea, and it's working very well. And hopefully, things uh, you know will get better. Everybody will be healthy, and will continue also to travel. Yeah, yeah, and it's, so it's really fun. Yeah, so as a, I mean, it sounds like you're also an, uh, not only are you from Israel, I think you're an Israel, Israeli immigrant, but also you're a journalist. Like, what kind of journalism have you been working on? And, and is any of that kind of, um, I don't know, inform your ideas with respect to bringing together an interfaith comedy show? Uh, interesting question. I, I'm doing, a, uh, I'm a journalist more than 15 years now. It helps me uh, during the years to support my art, uh, you know, <laughs> me as an artist. And I, what? You need a day I, job? You need a day job for comedy? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is strange, right? Because I'm coming also for music. You know, I'm choosing. I was a, I was a theater actor. Wow. I, I studied in drama school. Oh, all the mistakes that my father told me not to do. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm doing, uh, I'm writing for 15 years. I started them, I'm still doing many sports uh, stories. Um, but uh, after many years, maybe six, seven years ago, I, it started to be boring for me just to do uh, 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 stories about sports, even though there's all the time, I'm, I'm doing a magazine story. So it's, it's not exactly about the result. It's like the documentary, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm telling a story about the person, about his family, about his roots and so it's much more than sports for me yeah uh, this is why sometimes the people don't like sport don't understand that sport it's much more than just to shoot a ball to uh, 
yeah yeah there's a a human interest every every player has his own like five or six human interest stories probably if you know where to look exactly there's so many human amazing stories so but in one point i i felt that there is many more stories that i want to cover and i started to do all kind of things so regarding to your uh, question like for example when i still was in israel we had uh, the last 10 years there were many immigrants that came uh, to Israel basically escaped from Eritrea and there is many workers there from the field like in every country basically there's many uh, foreign workers and I, I, I went uh, to the fields and I, I found artists from, from Eritrea and from Nepal and from, uh, from the Philippines and from Ethiopia and, and uh, kind of African countries and it was amazing uh, from Sudan there are few refugees from Sudan that did theater together Wow. So, you know, you, it was an amazing project for me to find these people that live in very hard conditions. Really, uh, the country wants to kick them out and uh, they have to, you know, survive for the living from day to day. But still, because it's burning inside of them. So they have to paint, they have to sing, they have to uh, do theater. And uh, it was, for me, it was, it was a beautiful thing to do. Wow. And so in the same way you're doing that for comedy here in New York City. Yeah, so somehow I found myself here a few years ago and I started to do comedy in my second language and very fast that I started uh, to produce here my own bar shows. I wanted to do something more meaningful. Yeah. And suddenly that everything came together with, with Comedy for Peace. But now, I mean, now with the pandemic, I mean, are you, you know, when do you foresee you'll be able to take the show on the road again? How to believe? I How to know? I don't know. Uh, for now, I have. You know, I was supposed to be in the end of March in, in Vegas, and she moved the show to October 16th. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I hope that will happen. But for now, you know, we keep doing what we can over online and Zoom. There are Zoom shows, and hopefully, in the end of July, I'm gonna do my first gigs when I'm in New Jersey, and I'm supposed to do something in this in the city in the beginning of August in front of live people. Yeah. So, first of all, I just want to go back to the stage to find an option to go back to the state. And meanwhile, I'm developing, I filmed all the shows that we have in California and Canada. And so now I need to, I want to cut a few new trailers. And I have big plans for this project. But as you said, as you said, you know, time will, will tell us because we don't know everything about second wave. We don't know it's going to be closed again. <laughs> we opened. Uh, yeah. New York was like, uh, the, if you want to be a comedian, it's, a, it's, a, it's the place to be. And now everything <laughs> is closed. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, you'll have to keep your chop sharp, though. You have to keep your comedy chops sharp. Like before July, th- July 23rd, how are you staying sharp? Are you able to do any of these park shows or rooftop shows? Uh, I'm uh, I'm still looking like uh, I, I didn't do it yet, but I'm definitely gonna do them. Uh, I'm I'm writing a lot and uh, I'm practicing or in Zoom shows or yeah. in uh, there, there are open mics every yeah. day. Yeah. So I'm I'm working very hard, you know, uh, and I'm basically also because Zoom is not my favorite, but I'm in a way forcing myself to do it a few weeks, few times a week because I I have to do it. I have to keep. Yeah. Uh, Working on it every day, I'm writing and rewriting and developing new things and make my, my stuff stronger. And, uh, you know, it's a process. It's, it's like it's years to, to build your own act, to build an hour funny, your first 
funny hour. It's a real, real journey. Yeah. It's exciting for me, but now it's uh, since what happened with the pandemic, it's really like uh, unbelievable. Thank God we, that we have uh, that we have Zoom and we have option to do it. And now that it's warmer, so I'm, I'm going to establish a park, showing a park, and I'm I'm looking for rooftops. Exactly what you said. This is exactly where I am. I'm all over the place trying to recreate myself. Yeah, and I was just talking to yeah. Stacy Stacy Pressman, and she said that I think she had an hour special ready to be recorded, and then the pan- yeah. the pandemic came, and now you have to kind of go back, and you gotta you know almost rewrite some of that material so that it it still you know makes sense to people in the post pandemic world, and so yeah, it's so difficult to get your hour together, and then once you do, there's a pandemic, and you need to kind of adapt. But comedians are are the first to adapt; they're such hustlers, so it's so fun to yeah. see them kind of take the zoom so quickly. Yeah, uh, after a week that things closed, people started <laughs> to do uh, mics and shows on Zoom. It was amazing. For me, yeah. it took a few weeks to, to digest that. At first, I, was, I didn't want to do it, but I uh, understood very fast that uh, this is the way and this is the reality. And uh, I just started and it wasn't that bad. I cannot yeah. say that all the shows I'm doing, I'm having fun. It's still you to find yourself in, in a new, uh, you know, it's, it takes years to feel comfortable on a on a stage and with the material <laughs> and suddenly to sit at home and to look at yourself, all kind of people and you have to beg people begging them, open the video, open the audio, <laughs> you know, and all kind of trolls. Somebody yeah. wants to op- 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 open the window, start to jerk off in my in, in, in <laughs> set. It's just, uh, you know. So you, you, now, now, are you going to be careful to make sure that people have a Zoom password for your Comedy for Peace show? Because I would think that some of the Zoom bombers could be kind of anti, anti-religion bigots or something like that, ready to, you know, ready to crash. Definitely. I didn't think about it even until that show that few trolls suddenly showed up. Uh, our show, uh, we're going to, first of all, uh, we're selling tickets because this is the donation. So yeah. you, uh, you know, if you want to be so fucked up and pay money <laughs> and then go, come to ruin our show, yeah. uh, so you basically will be able to try, but for sure it's going to be me and I'm going to ask for an, at least one person to be there with me online and, and to, to be prepared that, because you can kick out everyone you want. You just need to see it. You wow. can shout, uh, you can silence him and you can kick him out. Yeah. But you just need to be aware of that because I heard of a few uh, shows or events that people were not ready and it pretty much took over and i heard also i interview and i have a facebook uh, broadcast weekly myself so i spoke with alonzo bowden the comedian and he told me there is some friend of him they're doing a lot of zoom shows and every time a guy like that coming he's giving him the stage he uh. just say okay just talk and do whatever you want and 90 percent of them just escaping because suddenly they have all the attention uh. and the, you know, it's nice to to take a heckler on the stage, but most yeah. of the time it was, you know, he will poop in his pants and will go away or something. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> yeah. yeah, changing subject real quick. I'm interested to hear an immigrant's perspective on the Black Lives Matters, the Black Lives Matters protest in New York City and around the country and even the world. Like, yeah, you know, what what do you see when you look at these protests? First of all, all this, everything that happened was very painful. I think everyone, if you're a human being with, the, with emotions, to see what happened to George Floyd and to understand the situation of the, the, the black people in America, because during the years I 
Of course, I saw movies and I learned since I came here the sensitivities and the story. I didn't grow up here, so it took some time, but also I, they have the, they have Ethiopians. There is a black uh, problem in Israel against black people in Israel. It's somehow all over. Here, of course, it's, it's longer and it's harder. Uh, at first, uh, it was pretty scary for me, I have to admit. Uh, we, we had the, the, suddenly we had curfew. I grew up yeah. in, in, in Israel, you know, it's a war zone. I never, I, I've been in a few wars and I, I ran to uh, shelters by, I saw a few times missiles in the sky. Yeah, I wow. had this time. I had this experience in my life, but yeah. I never been in a curfew. So, <laughs> so even when, there, when there's missiles overhead, there's no curfew? No, there was no, no. I had a few years ago, it was like we had, I lived in Tel Aviv, we had once a day, I was just running to a shelter. When it started, I had like a minute or something like that. And, uh, you know, the first time and some, a few times I saw it in the air because there was two missiles. There was missiles oh, wow. coming and there's missiles chasing after him to, to bomb him. It's, yeah. it's insane. Wow. You know, when my wife, my wife, she's American. So she, when she came to live with me a few months in Israel, she explained to me basically through her experience that it's not normal. What for me it's pretty normal, you know. Like, do you really live like that? So, and I understood that it's really not normal. But I basically, you know, I I was a teenager when Bush the father attacked in Iraq, and Saddam Hussein just threw missiles on Israel because because of that. Wow. So, this was the, my first time in the nineties, and so I. I've been I've been through this this scary moments, but I never had a curfew, and there was the lootering, <laughs> the looters here, and all these what words that I even you know I, I I couldn't say in English even suddenly you know yeah to say uh, to say quarantine took me two months, so now there is the lootering looters and the curfew curfew I didn't know how to say it even, and it was <laughs> a little bit much for me and we yeah. even we, the, we left the city for the first time to upstate New York oh, okay. but uh, for my father you know just for a few days to refresh after a few months here in the city but Balanite was I think I was very impressed very emo it was very emotional for me that people all over this country rent out from their houses to stay and uh, Black Lives Matter and no more and they want to change I can tell you you, pr you probably don't know that but the same day more or less, with George Floyd, there was some something in Israel that the police shot some uh, autistic Arabic kid, and wow. it was a terrible thing, and nobody went to the streets. It was very yeah. sad for me. So I was very proud about people that went out, and I was very proud to see very diverse diversity in the in the protest. Yeah, it's not only black people going to uh, protest for black people. And after a few days, they also took control about all this breaking glasses and going to stores. So I think it made things more, more focused on the target. And yeah. very impressive. You know, it's crazy because after all this COVID-19 and suddenly dead, and then you say, what, what, what next? Like aliens are going to come? <laughs> like what, what's going to happen? How we found ourselves like living a B film. Yeah. You no, know, we just... But it's I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I love the fact that you're saying it was so powerful to see so many kind of, uh, you know, you know, people of all races coming together and, and, and saying that enough, enough is enough and it happened around the world. And I think that, you know, the same thing is going to be powerful with your comedy for peace because 
you know, if all these people start saying, you know, if all these comics start saying the same thing about their upbringing, it just goes to show how similar everybody is. And if everybody is so similar, why the fuck do we care about, you know, somebody else being of a different faith? I agree with you 100%. And I think the most important thing that from uh, childhood, people will, you know, there will be project and people will, uh, will take care of that, that kids will meet other kind of kids. Yeah. And w because w there are many stories also people are growing up and uh, suddenly I never saw, even I never saw a Jew in my life, I never saw a black guy, I never saw. When you get to know other kind of people, not only from your tribe, you understand very fast that it's all, you know, 95% is the same. Okay, there is maybe a different religion, a different kinds of food, but this is also just make it more happy. And yeah. you know, and more interesting for everyone. I want to eat a different kind of food. I want to hear, hear uh, music that somebody did in Congo. Yeah. And that was make it so, so great. So I think that it's very easy for the politicians to sell fear and to, you know, uh, Mexico has got to come to take over here and all kinds of things like that. <laughs> and uh, it's very easy. It's, it's not only in America. It's all over the world like that. This is the times now, and I think it go go over. But yeah, but there is a, we are all the time I say about comedy for peace that I'm not gonna ch this project. It's not gonna change the world. We're gonna bring. We want to bring a small light for dark rooms. Yeah. That's all. A little yeah. bit of light. Yeah. yeah, and and back in the day it was a dark room, and now it's just an internet full of people who are just sitting there laughing along. And I love that. Comedy for Peace on, yeah, on July 23rd is going to benefit Feed the Frontlines NYC. And it sounds like that's going to take, you know, local restaurants that need the support. And that's going to, you know, use them to feed the New York's yes. front, front lines. And so that's our, our uh, essential workers and, and people, you know, doctors and nurses and things like that. Yeah, we're also going to invite uh, uh, the, the nurses and all the staff members from uh, Mount Sinai Hospital to be our special uh, guest in the show oh. to watch it for free oh cool uh, yeah it's very important for us also uh, also of course because the amazing work they're doing but also yeah. we had uh, me and my wife some very amazing experience with the nurses and the staff in mount sinai hospital two years ago so we wa really want to do also something for them you want you want to thank them and make sure they have a laugh at the at the end of their heroic day yeah, yeah, definitely. It's unbelievable. It's really angels. Now what they had to been through, I cannot even imagine. But also yeah. on the daily basis, you know, because I've been there in some private uh, thing that we went through with my mother-in-law and there was so amazing to us and everything was, and it's not easy to be a nurse, you know, yeah. it's hard work, day yeah. in days. They, they, see work. Some, they see some shit, don't they? They see the worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> they oh bring the, God. The, the best to the worst, you know? Everybody's yeah, going through yeah. the worst moment in their lives, and then the nurse or doctor comes and, and acts like a compassionate professional, and that just turns everything around. Unbelievable. And they always, you know, their payment is not enough, and they're, yeah. but they still work so hard. So if we can do something even small to make them laugh for an hour for us, it's going to be a bless. Well, 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 bless you for doing it. And Comedy for Peace, July 23rd. Check it out because it, you know, I follow him, Eric Angel Comedy, but also there you can see that it draws you to the website comedyforpeace.com, which yeah. is the, the numeral four. And I thank you so much for talking to us about it. And Eric Angel, you are an angel. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thanks for coming on.
yeah, it was a pleasure, really. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I hope uh, you know to uh, see you in the future. In, oh yeah, yeah. Let's hope. There, yeah, let's hope there's a future to see. Thanks a lot, Eric. <laughs> Amen for that. Thank you.